this thing still work? Yeah. You're listening to the World Famous Y Roof Radio with cast number 642, recorded May 23rd, 2018. Brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and NowMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's on Motoring.com. Hey everybody, it's DB in Arizona with a brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio. Joining us this week, finally, our man Todd Pearson from MotoringStripes.com. Todd, say hi. I am here and, uh, yeah, the, 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 what am I say? Premature news of my death are uh, <laughs> absolutely incorrect. Great, greatly exaggerated. Clearly, greatly exaggerated. clearly you're not dead. That's the first thing I said to Todd, say, hey man, you dead? No, he's, <laughs> he's not actually dead. And that's a reference from... A movie I can't remember the title. Uh, Todd's been ill. He's still ill, but he's still struggling to get past this. Todd's been so sick he hasn't had a drink in like <laughs> in like six weeks. That's how sick Todd is. Oh, it's going on eight weeks now. Going on eight weeks, no booze for Todd. That's how yeah. how sick he has been. If you can only imagine, it's what bad it, because the liquor stores in my neighborhood are starting to put up going out of business. <laughs> You're ruining the economy of Kansas City. I know. I, I just need to go in there and just start stocking up for when I can start drinking again. Like, guys, no, 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 no. Just and wait. And you're going to have to like, hit them all. I'll be back, man. Just, just just go on a walking tour of your liquor store with like a, shoot, a supermarket shopping cart. That's all you need. Just walk around, go one-to-one, get a couple handles here, a couple bottles there, a couple handles there, a couple bottles there. <laughs> But hey, I look at it this way. All the money I've saved in booze is, you know, paying medical bills. Now. Hey, there you go. The two are completely unrelated, by the way. I'll tell the story in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, they're completely unrelated. We are going to talk about many stuff. We're not just going to talk about Todd's illness. Um, well, I, sh- I say illness like he, like he's stricken with something that he can't get rid of, and that's not the case at all. Um, we are going to talk about many Cooper stuff. Tonight. We're going to talk about the new countryman a little bit. Uh, we had some interesting chat going on in our Slack channel. Uh, we're going to talk about Detroit Tuned. Because Chad did something awesome to the shop. I mean, like, everybody's going to want to drive to Detroit 2 now to start MTTS. I'm not kidding. That's how awesome it is. And we might talk about the purple four-door mini that you're seeing as this week's show image. Plus, whatever else Todd comes at me with. Um, we're going to cover all that here in just a minute. Uh, before we do, let's remember our friends over at OutMotoring, OutMotoring.com, Mini Performance Speed and Style. You guys know these guys. We love these guys. <clears throat> you're after Market Mini Cooper Parts Desk. So after Market Parts, check. Mini Cooper Regular Parts, check. Anything that you need that's Mini Cooper related, check, 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 and check. Go over to OutMotoring. I don't care what Mini you've got. He's got the parts you need to either make your car go look cooler, go faster, or just run right. The tune-up parts, oil change kits. The fiddly plastic bits that hold the pieces of your body parts that came off after you put it through the car wash. Um, all that stuff. Aaron's got it. Also, with may take states coming up. If you didn't get your, you know, your personal gear before you went to the Dragon, uh, go over to OutMotoring.com. Full selection of your personalized stuff. The hats, the shoes, the watches, all the things that are mini. Aaron's got all of that. Go over there. Do it now. Do it quick before you forget. Also, I want you to make sure you sign up for your... Um, for the email newsletter, and you can do that right on the homepage if you haven't done that already. And if you haven't done that already, well, you're just being ridiculous. Go do that because every time you get an email, it includes your own 5% discount code. So anytime you place an order at motoring.com, you say 5% automatically because you've got your email code. And essentially, it's your code from White Roof Radio because I'm the one that reminds you to sign up in the begin with. Uh, free shipping on many, many orders, especially if you spend more than $195. Um, you can actually earn, earn, earn points now. 
do at humboldtring.com. Super awesome. Uh, there's a wish list function, so you can like go build a wish list and then like send somebody to it and have them buy all the things for you. Uh, and if you want a hitch for your mini, because you need a, you don't want to, uh, you want to be able to pull like a small teardrop trailer, those small Home Depot trailers, or you want to do one of those cool receiver hitch bike racks, like the one that I should have for my Roadster, click over to almotoring.com because it'll point you over to minidomore.com, which will actually get you taken care of to hitch up your car, hitch up, a, put a hitch on your mini so you can tow, tow stuff. It's really, really cool stuff. Go over there, check it all out. Of course, where it's our friends over at Outmotoring, outmotoring.com. Mini performance speed and F-series carbon fiber trim. Yeah, not kidding. Outmotoring.com. Might as well put some news music in here. I haven't done that in a while. There you go. All right, where should we start? Let's start with you. Oh, yeah. Let's so start with you. Just get out of the way. Yeah, let's just get it out of the way. So <clears throat> uh, I'll, I'll try to tell this as quickly as possible. And without Back- being gross. I don't know, back about the 10th of April, I, I wake up. This is the day after we did the last show. Um, the show before the last show. <clears throat> Friday morning, and I'm in ridiculous pain. And I'm thinking, I, I've had a gallbladder attack before, and I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And I'm like, okay, this lasts about a day. I'll be okay, right? Well, sure. this is not that case. Ended up going to the emergency room or the urgent care that evening. And, you know, they can't do much, run blood tests, give me some pain pills, say... You got to go get a sonogram on Monday. Go to get a, get a sonogram on Monday. They're like, yep, you got gallstones. Go talk to a surgeon on Tuesday. He's like, yep, you got gallstones. Doesn't seem to be any infection. They did, you know, two sets of blood tests. We're going to schedule surgery. <clears throat> Great. You Great. know, it's completely routine. It's, you know, outpatient. Many people, you know, or maybe you know, some of you listeners have had your gallbladders out before. Sure. It's not that, not that big of a deal anymore. You go in and it's, you know half a day and you're down for a few days can't lift anything heavy blah 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 so i'm thinking great <clears throat> so they schedule surgery for the next monday i go in you know everything's great we're all joking you know i have uh, i wake up in the recovery room and they're like um yeah we didn't take your gallbladder out <laughs> and i'm like what i mean I'm i i laugh because i already heard the story so now it's funny to me yeah yeah exactly they're like well we didn't take your gallbladder out i'm like what's going on and of course you know me i'm just waking up from anesthesia, you know, being completely oh, yeah. out and, and yeah. pain medication and everything. They're like, well, there was a too bad of an infection. It was too dangerous. You know, we, we couldn't separate your gallbladder. It was up against your small intestine, blah, blah, blah. It was too dangerous. <clears throat> we're going to send you home. We're going to have to try this again in about eight weeks. I'm like, oh, goody, right? Mm. So anyway, I've been, I, you know, I was dealing with complications from that for the past few weeks and waiting for the infection to clear up and on high powered antibiotics and I can't have any alcohol and it's just been one thing after another. And then I end up back in the hospital. Oh, about a week and a half later by not taking it easy. Like I was supposed to, (laughs) there's two things you don't want, two things you don't want to uh, hear. Two words you don't want to hear is uh, internal bleeding. No, never want to hear internal bleeding. No, that that's not a good thing. So, uh, you know, it's like, they, they yelled at me like you're supposed to take it easy I'm like okay okay, okay. I promise I'll take it easy which I kind of did not but uh, so anyway fast forward it's been about seven weeks now and uh, I go back to the surgeon in a week a week from today to find out when I get this thing finally out and I get to start living my life again so kids the moral of the story here especially for you youngsters out there um, don't get old 
because you'll notice this happened um, pretty shortly after Todd hit the official age of old age. So, <laughs> and he, you know, although I know people who are apart. in their thirties, come on. Oh, that's true. I'm just giving you a hard time, brother. I'm I'm knocking on all the wooden things here because um, you're going in for surgery uh, roughly the same time as I crack over that barrel that barrier myself, um, and I'm hoping nothing uh, comes of my beer drinking antics and shenanigans um, <laughs> after my fiftieth birthday. Well, just hope nobody ends up in jail. That's or yeah, you know, well, there's there's a good chance of that. You know, Scotty's going to be there, so jail money. Yeah. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash white roof radio. <laughs> oh, well, the good the good news is, you know, after all my health, you know, I go in and, and they do a full just to make sure they knew what was wrong with me. Yeah. I got full workups on everything. I got oh, like yeah. a, a giant, you know, hey, you just turned another decade old. We're going to run every test possible. We're going to look at every internal organ. And well, yeah, they were there. I'm good to go, I'm good to go as far as everything else goes. My nice. liver good. My blood pressure literally. I go get my blood pressure taken, and the first day, I'm in ridiculous pain. And they're like, that's oh, a little high, but that's okay because you're freaking out. You're sure. in pain. So then they go do it again, and it's like 120 over 70. What? And the ner- yeah, the nurse takes it, and she goes, wait a minute. She goes, let's do this again. <laughs> she takes it again, it goes down. <laughs> then she takes it again, it's like 123 over 78. And I'm like, is that bad? And she goes, no. No, it's perfect. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I, I can't remember last time my blood pressure had a one two on it. It's been a while. Yeah, you know, my only problem, and you'll you'll appreciate this, DB, is um, <clears throat> so like I get the blood test uh on like day two or day three of this ordeal. Sure. So I go in and they draw blood and they do all the tests and they go everything looks good. The only thing that that troubles us a little bit is your blood sugar is a little high. It's like ah. it's like one tw- it's like one twenty five or something. That's it not high. Be that- <clears throat> yeah. Well, and they're like, well, it shouldn't be that high or whatever. And I go, well, here's why. I said, literally, for the last two days, the only thing I've ingested is pure Sprite and apple juice. (laughs) So I have been drinking 100% sugar for two days. And they go, 120 is not high. Yeah, that's that's the thing, too. 120 is not high. My fasting fasting number is higher than that. I think it was 28 or 129 or something like that. They're like, "It's it's not really high, but it shouldn't be that high after, you know. After fasting, it shouldn't be the high, but that's what mine is all the time. Nice. Well, let's talk about Mini Coopers now instead of old guy ailment problems. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, So you guys are seeing, oddly enough, one of the best-looking four-door Mini Coopers that I have ever laid eyes on uh, as as this week's show notes art. And uh, that's a a Mini that – a four-door Mini that Todd wrapped purple with white stripes. And I – granted, Todd, you got the right angle on this car, I'm going to say. And I think it looks pretty rad. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was very happy with the way this turned out. It was kind of a almost a pearlescent uh, uh, purple. Yeah, and it's metallic, so in different lights it looks different ways. But you know, I uh, everybody seems to love it so far. Yeah, it does. It looks. It looks pretty good. Yep, yep. It was a lot of fun to do. It took me a little longer because you know I'm moving a little bit slower than normal. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. <clears throat> but hey, it was fun, and this one was the uh, the full deal. I finally um, on the F car. Like removed all the door handles. Oh, you went you went all the way. Yeah, I went went all the way on this one. It you know I took this thing apart and and it's um it's show car awesome. Nice, nice. You know I forgot to put in the rundown, but we're gonna talk about it anyway. Is um the bubble car sold? Oh yeah, the the GP that was went up for sale. George's GP that yeah. lived in the bubble for the last what, 14, 14 years. 
<clears throat> showed up on, on showed up on Bring a Trailer uh, out of nowhere. Um, just like, oh, whoa, okay, it's for sale. You no, know, and I swear, like every like I was getting messages from all over the world. Hey, the Bubble GP's for sale. The Bubble GP, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, um, and you know, even I thought about it because I mean, the bid for so long was like twenty one thousand dollars. I'm like, that's eh, gonna go for more than that. It's gonna go for more than that. I'm going for. I think I went for thirty two. Thirty six. Thirty six. And the only thing I could think about is uh, now I don't know how George actually stored the car. I don't know if he drained all the fluids. I don't know if it was up on blocks, but the car was 14 14 miles on it. Yeah, it's only at 14 miles, but he still had fluids in it, right? And fluids aren't meant to just sit for 14, 15 years. Tires aren't meant to sit for 14 or 15 years. Uh, Belts belts and hoses, all that kind of stuff, right? So, I mean, while this car won't suffer from any of the normal, any issues that a, a 2006 R53 would have, still would I need to make a trip to the dealer just to have a complete fluid flush of all the fluids and new tires installed. Well, and, and here's the thing, too. Is and I, belts I and hoses. There, is a, there was a GP1 here in Kansas City. I think it's still here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> purchased by a gentleman who basically did the same thing. It had like 600 or 1,000 miles I'm going to link this up in the show notes so you guys can check it out, by the way, just so you know. Yeah, and so I've seen this before. This car came in at, you know, I want to say for it's like eight, seven or eight years uh, service. And when it was in, it had just been sitting, too. And, of course, all of the tires, it had the original run flats on there. They were flat spotted. The tires were trashed. Oh, yeah. Sitting. Everything rubber on the car was starting to rot and crack and everything kind of needed to be replaced. And Right. You know. Ended up, I, I think the guy ended up spending, I don't know, two or three grand plus tires. Just to refurb it to get it drivable again. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. because it hadn't been driven. And I'm like, you know, I'm kind of the person, and I think car collectors are like this too. A lot of times somebody would rather buy a car that's been lightly driven, not like an everyday driver so much, but, you know, let's say a car that was driven, you know, a few thousand miles a year at yeah. least. Yeah. And it's it's probably better for the car than... But like I said, I don't know the, you know, any of the parameters around this that were sold or whatever. But anyway, it sold for thirty six thousand dollars. It's a five thousand dollar profit yeah. less for the fees were in twelve years. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't I, say. I, I honestly expected because I mean, I we didn't think about this car for a long time. We all knew that George put it in a bubble, right? But we didn't think about it, and I thought he was going to hold on to it for at least another ten more years. I think it's going to be a while, but it just it, it strikes me as that the the price of GP ones has kind of peaked a little bit. If that's how much that one goes for, right? You know, they've kind of plateaued for now. I think they'll go up again. I think they'll become extremely classic. And even though I considered it, I'm like, ah, oh, but I only considered it for about a nanosecond because I'm like, right. I had two of them. I drove one for I, I drove a GP for ten straight years. Right. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I loved that I had fun, but you know, eventually, it's time to move on. Time to let go and find something else. Right. There's some really good comments here too. Oh yeah. Really good comments. I'm gonna link this up in the show notes, guys. Uh, it's over at Bring a Trailer. If you guys aren't following BringAtrailer.com, really, you should be. Uh, it's a pretty amazing site with some just drool-worthy cars. More often than not, um, there was a really cool '77 GMC half-ton truck completely bone stock and it had like i don't know twenty nine thousand miles on it well and then you were awesome you went about <coughs> sent me there was a uh a vintage crx on there yeah the old crx <laughs> like seven or eight grand yeah 
It's like those things have really held their value. Mm-hmm. So yeah. go check it out, bringatrailer.com. That's not a promotion or anything. We're not sponsored by them, but it's a cool oh. website that we like. So I'm gonna link up this up in the show notes. Yeah, somebody somebody got a good good GP can have fun with it. I hope they drive it. I hope uh, they yeah, can. I hope they, 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 the guy needs. I mean, after it gets complete completely serviced and a set yeah. of tires, yeah, he needs to drive that car. Got a lot of miles to make up for. Her. <laughs> exactly. 12, exactly. 12 years worth of miles. I mean, come on now. Well, um, and then I say drive it about 500 miles a year, and then in like the next five, 10 years, sell it again and make a good money. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think, too. Um, Gabe, very soon, is going to be relinquishing, unless he buys, we'll have to start a pool for this, um, <laughs> the, the Clubman. Because be, because that's his company car, and by company car we mean that the, he gets the uh, long term lease from Mini USA to get the long term loan, the long term uh, you know test on it to review and things like that. And as we all know, our man Gabe has become completely infatuated with this vehicle, completely. Like I think he wants to marry it. It's pretty bad, but which now, is funny because he's. I, I, and and it it's funny because I say that <clears throat> that uh, the only people who love the Clubman yeah. are automotive journalists. Well, it's because it's a wagon, <laughs> right? And all yeah. automotive journalists love a wagon. They just can't. I don't it even love it that much. I don't even love. I, it that much. I like it. I don't know if I would lo- love it as much as Gabe loves it. Gabe thinks it's all that in a bag of chips. And you remember Charlie and Sean? They thought it was the bee's knees too from Motor Trend Podcast. Yeah, right. But sitting next sitting next to the Countryman and driving them back to back. The Countryman feels smaller. Really? Yeah, the Countryman actually feels smaller. So, than... speaking of Countryman, Gabe's debating what his next company car is going to be. A good chance it might be a new Countryman. And I want to talk about that because I have friends that just bought a new Countryman. Uh, Todd's in-laws have a Countryman. Gabe's thinking about getting a Countryman. What's going on with the Countryman all of a sudden? It's blowing up. I can't swing a dead cat in Arizona without hitting a new Countryman now. Yeah, well, I I got to say... Uh, the story of of uh, of me and the countryman is that um, my lady friend's parents uh, a couple of months ago were like, "Hey, our, our lease is coming up on our Honda CRV. You know, mm-hmm. Coming to the end of our lease, and and we have options. We're like, we could buy this thing, or we could get another one, or we really want to find we really want some other features, okay? Right. Because the CRV they wanted um automatic, you know, deck lid that closed. Yeah. You know, put in it. They closed that. They wanted that. Um. What else? Uh, just a, just a few things that the CRV didn't have. Sure. Okay. So they started looking around and they're like, "Can you help us find something? We don't like dealing with car people." And I said, "Sure, sure." You know, I kind of asked them a bunch of questions and they narrowed it down to a Hyundai uh, Tucson, and they looked at a Kia Soul. Did you have them look at the uh, Volvo? Rav4. No, they wouldn't even look at the Volvo. Oh, the, interesting. That was too much money because yeah. it was like. It was forty grand, oh. which is the the first thing they said to me when they're like, "Help us find a car." By the way, we are not buying a Mini Cooper. <laughs> okay, that's all they said. They just said it like that. I'm like, okay, no, nope, that's fine, that's fine. So you know, I rounded up a you know the usual suspects in sure. the twenty twenty to thirty thousand dollar range. Sure, sure, sure. And uh, <clears throat> they give me all their parameters, and yeah, they're okay. They were on the verge of getting this this Tucson, a, a used Tucson. Okay. And anyway, I'm like, I'm at the dealer, and I'm telling them what's going on. I'm, T- talking numbers with them and they go well i tell you what take this one i said let, let me borrow a countryman i'm gonna take it over there and just let him drive it <clears throat> yeah so i grab one and i go over and they fall in love with this thing i mean they mm. take it out small, a short test drive and they're like oh my gosh i see why you like mini cooper so much this is the most fun i've ever had driving a car they've Whoa. never had a nice car like 
you know, they've driven... CRV's not bad. I, I've driven a CRV. It's not a horrible it's, car. Yeah, it's horrible. It, mm. It's a it's a soul-sucking thing to drive. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. It is bad. It is really bad. That the, the travel on the steering wheel, the handling is horrible. The thing's floppy. It's sloppy. <laughs> it's top-heavy. The brakes suck. It has no acceleration. It is... It, I don't know why it sells so well. In fact, you know what's selling better than the Honda CRV right now is the Nissan Rogue. Which is, I, I don't like the way. I, I, well, I've I, never, just, I just can't even with Nissan right now. So I've never driven one, but it's selling better right now. So It's got yeah, that no, stupid Renault butt, and I can't yeah. get past the Renault ass. I really can't. Yeah, I don't like the Rogue either. But oh, God, anyway, it's awful so, looking. So they, they you know, really kind of liked this car, and they're like, I said, listen, here's the numbers they gave me on a lease for you guys. And they were shocked it was exactly what they were looking for. Oh, nice. And uh, they're like, okay, well, we're going to think about it. And the car was blue that they looked at. And they didn't really like the fact that it was blue. We, we don't like blue cars for whatever reason. Like, All right. So we kind of let it go. And they went and looked at, you know, Hyundai's again and again and blah, and blah, blah, around to the Mini. And I go, well, here's, a, here's another one. I, I found another that one was that was white. And uh, found him a deal. And a lot of times, you know, they were looking to lease his car because they're in their upper 70s. I'm like, this is probably the last car you're going to have. Right. We're literally right. going to take away the keys in three years. <laughs> <laughs> you turn 80, maybe you'll still be able to drive, but probably not. This is going to be it. Right. So anyway, um, you can get a really good deal on a lease if you do a one-pay lease, which okay. means you pay for it up front, right? Oh, Okay. Yeah, many many will offer a deal, and you basically it shaves a couple of payments off of it, and it's a really good deal. So, okay. uh, I got him into a really nice Countryman for an excellent, uh, wow, excellent value. And, and they did. They, they couldn't be happier. And and I've driven it quite a few times, and I gotta say, I'm really starting to like this car. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. So it's just a regular Cooper S. I'm guessing, not a yep. not an all four. Nope, it's not an all four because I'm like. Okay, one, you guys, when it snows, you don't drive, because that was one of the questions. Do you need all-wheel drive? And they go, sure. well, the CRV we have is all-wheel drive, but when it snows, we don't leave the house. Heck, when it rains, we don't leave the house. Well, <laughs> I'm like, okay, you don't need all-wheel drive. That, don't takes pay. Care of, that takes care of that. Why spend the money on it? So yeah. I just got a Cooper S, and in sport mode, it is so much fun. Really? Yeah, and it's low. it's got the power seats, it's got the power... It's, it's got the everything. Uh, Deck lid, satellite radio, you know, it's um, pretty well loaded up. And what's really interesting is it's a 2018, okay, and it's got the new touchscreen. It doesn't have navigation, okay, so it's got small screen, but it's got the touchscreen and the new software, which wasn't supposed to happen. Oh, it, it's a 2018, and that wasn't supposed to be on until 2019 on the small screens, and somehow okay. it slipped very end of production got it so there's a lot of a lot of weird things on this car it wasn't supposed to have satellite radio it has satellite radio it wasn't wow. even on the wasn't even on the uh, sticker okay so they definitely so, got the like the weird one out then yeah yeah and so nice. it was a it was an interesting thing an interesting deal and, and a great car and they they love it i mean wow. they don't understand half of the stuff it does <laughs> sure sure of course not it's like it's yeah. like my mom's new car. She doesn't know half the things that it does. All she knows is that it's got air conditioning in the back seat, and that's all she cared about. Right, right. right? Mm-hmm. So, so how much do you like this car, Todd? Do you like this car enough to put it head to head against a Volvo? Was it XC40 you were looking at? Yeah, yeah. I would be very interested because I'm going to say when my lease is up on on my JCW in March, 
I'm going to consider <clears throat> what we're going to do is we're looking for a family car. Um, something that's a little bigger, a little more comfortable, a little more luxurious. Family car? Are you, all- getting, are you starting a family? No, you're not starting yes. a family. <laughs> you're prepping for taking the keys away from your in-laws. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I need to be able to shuttle the old people around. So, which means the need for a back seat, and I hate the four door, and um, I'm not a big fan of the uh, Clubman. So, but the Countryman's really nice. It's got a, a good access and egress from the from the back seat. But I want to look at the XC40. I want to look at, you know, everything from an A7, an Audi A7 to an XC40 to, you know, Range Rovers. It's it's all over the board, and then I'm going to keep. I'm probably going to drive the Roadster. Um, oh, and right, giving, that makes sense. I'll move over, and that'll be my mini for at least until the GP3 comes out. And and then at that point, you'll try to figure out what the heck's going on with your cars anyway. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Then <clears throat> then we'll shuffle again. But it's like really, I'm just buying time until the GP3 because it's like, man. Here's the problem with a Mini. You used to be able to buy a Mini, and in a couple of years, it wouldn't depreciate that much. You wouldn't lose your ass. Right. Now, that's not the case anymore. No. You know? That is definitely not the case anymore. So I just got to buy some time. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the Roadster, and that's something that's – I've had that car now for a year. Right? Never mind. I was going to look at something on Kelly Blue Book, but they they don't let me on because of ad blocker. Um, but I've had that car now for a year, one year exactly, almost in fact, and and I like it. I like it fine. This is probably the one of my favorite minis I've ever owned. Um, this, I'd put this around number two behind Roxy. All right, it's great. Put the top down in the morning, and I'm driving to work. Even in traffic, it's like, oh, look at all the sunshine and sky I get. This is pretty awesome. And I live in Arizona, so I can have the top down more often than I can have it up, which is really kind of rad. You know, and it scoots along quite nice, and it's got the HK stereo. Um, I'm, I'm less and less a fan of the automatic transmission every day, especially driving in traffic. <laughs> Um, which is amazing to me. I thought that, it, you know, because my, my drive has changed, <clears throat> and, and now I'm finding myself shifting it into like manual mode more often mm-hmm. um and and it's awful when you do that it's just really i'm reminded of how not good this automatic transmission is um, <laughs> when you put it into manual mode because it just you know and then there's the whole throttle response or lack thereof because the automatic blah 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 anyway um i really like this car like it a lot and i've driven it all over the place and it's been great and i put about oh no, twenty thousand miles on it or so maybe no 20 Maybe yeah, I have a 15,000. Um, I'm going to try to do mini takes states in it, and it'll be a good time. But I'm thinking ahead, and I'm thinking, uh, in about a year's time, I'm going to be over having a convertible, and I'm going to want a roof again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I'll, I'll just hand this off to, you know, because it's in really good shape, and it's like somebody's going to get a, uh, a 2013 mini roadster. It's going to have less than 100,000 miles. It's going to be in gorgeous shape. And I'll just go ahead and I'll pass along to somebody else, right? But I don't know what I'm. I don't know what to do next, and I, I really can't think that far in advance right now. But that is something that is wearing on my mind, and I don't want to get rid of this car because I don't like it. Because that is far from the case. Because I like this car a lot. Um, it just I'm going to come to a point where I'm going to be tired of having a cloth roof, and I'm going to want back seats. <laughs> I, I I totally get that because if it's if it's raining or if it's too cold or something, which you probably don't get the cold and nope. you probably don't get that much rain either. Nope. But, but you know, it is, it can be an, I don't want to say an inconvenience, but there's not a lot of space in this car. Either. Yeah, there's not a lot of space. And, and I'm okay because it's, you know, 98% of the time I'm in the car by myself anyway. But yeah. I can't do little things like um, you got to plan ahead if you're going to make a Home Depot run. Right. You know, 
um, or move anything big. Uh, uh, I guess it turns out I can't carry a ladder. Your tip is popped it in the front seat worked perfect um you know and i could probably put things behind the seat as well but it's just not uh, it's it doesn't do really good at hauling a bicycle for example one thing you can't do also you can't you can't haul a set of four tires and wheels you can't carry a set of we have four tires and wheels without making a giant stack on the passenger side seat um one of them's gonna fall off or two of them's gonna fall off so i'm just thinking ahead and I'm not really sure what I want to do. I'm, I, I would imagine I'll stay with the Mini, and I'll probably look at a 2015 F car, um, more than likely. Um, but I'm just that's just on my brain. That's all. I like this car a lot, though. So, but then again, got, maybe I won't. I gotta say, DB, after two years of uh, of owning my F Series JCW, yeah, I, I love the car, and it's been it's been problem free. I yeah. mean, I've had little stupid things. Yeah. At the very beginning, which uh, wasn't anything even inconvenient to me, right? But the car's been rock solid, and I love the thing. It is so much fun to drive every day. Yeah, and, I, f- uh, I figure I'd be able to find a good price on a like a sixteen, maybe a seventeen next year if yeah, I go with an F car. And I'm not going to get a JCW because I spend all my time in traffic, and this just car's just too twitchy to drive and stop and go traffic. Um, well, hey, next March mine will be available for nineteen grand. Yours a little crazy for me. I'm not going to lie, a little crazy. <laughs> Just a little bit, um, and out of my, and out of my price range. So, um, I don't want to spend that much money on a car. I didn't spend this that much money on the roaster. The roaster I got for fifteen grand, and that's kind of what a that's like my car budget now. It's like oh, I'll spend fifteen thousand dollars for a car, unless I win a lottery or something. I wish that was my car budget. Oh my yeah. god, my car, my car budget's low. I love cars so much. I like, my, my, I like cars too, but I also have a limited budget, so I can only afford so much money per month. So. I'm just you know? old and cheap now because I realize I only drive the car 6,000 miles a year. Right. And, and I'm like, is it really? What's the price point where you go? That's too much for a car that you only drive 6,000 miles a year. Yeah. And for me, it's the forty dollars to $50,000 range. Oh it's like over fifty seems ridiculous. Over forty seems ridiculous. If I was only driving 6,000 miles a year, I would buy like a beater Ford Focus. Probably. And that's another car I could go look at too. Is a Ford Focus? Get one brand new now for a song, because well, you know, Ford because Ford's not selling while they still have them in the United States. Because they're not selling them in the United States, which is really dumb. Hey, look, price gas price gas prices are going up. Awesome. What are we gonna do? Stop smelling selling small cars. Which, by the way, that's a good segue, DB, because um, uh, speaking of Ford to stop selling small cars and gas prices, gas prices are increasing in the United States too. They're uh, supposed to by the summer be as high as they were in uh, five years that's not what i want to hear because i'm already paying 320 a gallon i'm not paying california prices yet in arizona and you're not either um but i we broke three bucks on premium uh last week yeah yeah premium for me is about 310 three i think i'm paying 340 a gallon i'm back to the 40 the 40 dollar phillips again i'm close so anyway gas gas is getting expensive and my lady friend's in holland now she's been there for three weeks and mm, yeah. and the woman she's staying with has a, a mini cooper four-door nice. um fairly new one which is cool because she lives in holland and it was um built in born oh in the, also which is kind of cool um they're they're real proud of it it's <laughs> you know it's fun to have a car that's built in your home country yeah definitely so anyway i get a text message today I like uh oh yeah she just went to fill up her car with with fuel and it was like a dollar sixty nine uh, euro, a dollar one sixty nine euro a liter. 
Okay, Ouch. and we did the math, and that's pretty close to eight dollars a gallon. Mm. Like if you do the conversion to U.S. into gallons, that's somewhere between seven fifty, you know, around. <sighs> so this is why in Europe they're not driving around giant SUVs because to to have a Mini Cooper, it's costing you seventy five dollars to fill the thing up. Yeah, and you know, living where where she does, she's about a half hour south of Amsterdam and half hour uh, east of of the Hague. Um, she does quite a bit of driving, and it's very yeah. expensive to own a car. Yeah, it's very expensive to own a car in Europe. And so, then I I said to to my lady friend, I'm like, send me a bunch of pictures. And she's been taking pictures of all the crazy cars she sees over there. And one of the most popular cars now is a it's called a seat. Seat. A Seat? Seat. Is that it? Yes. It's a Spanish car. It's a Spanish car, yes. It's a Spanish Volkswagen, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's Spanish that they sell everywhere mm. in the world except the U.S. and China. Right. right. You see everywhere. She sees these Seats everywhere. Yes. It's a very popular car over there. Lots of Renaults. Lots of, you know. Yeah. Lots of Peugeots. Peugeots, yep. Yeah. Peugeots, Renaults. And then, and and then all the crazy Fords that we don't get. Yeah, there was a Chevrolet something that that I'm just scrolling through my pictures here. There's another Seat. Oh, and then a little van called a Jumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like one of those old Japanese like K cars, like KEI cars? That's just like it, it looks like a full size car, but it's like scaled down to be like Citroen. It's a oh, it's a Citroen. Citroen. It's a yeah. Citroen. So it's French. The French car, car the Jumpy, and it looks like a little uh, kind of a, a panel van kind of thing, <laughs> but it's real small. Nice. Nice, like uh, like an old school mini clubman or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right, anyway, cool. so the, the the point is that you know we get here in the U.S., everybody's going SUV crazy and truck crazy, and yeah. again, I'm like, you know what? It's not making any sense. And and DB, you and I were talking before the show how Jalopnik yeah. did the story last week. You should go look it up or I'm link gonna, it in the show. I'm gonna look that up so I can link it in the show notes because it was actually a really well done story. Jalopnik's been kind of on fire lately, so I'm gonna give those guys a little bit of props where props are due. Well, and they do a good job of writing an article that's not so long that you don't want to read the whole thing. It's it's short <laughs> yeah. and concise and, and yeah. sweet, you know. And anyway, their whole point was they compared the price of gas right now to say what it was in 2002, and compared what it would take to fill up a Ford F-150, you know, the best-selling car in America, mm-hmm. and and the size of tank it had and how much the fuel economy it got. Now, it gets better fuel economy now and has a slightly smaller tank, but their point was it's more expensive to fill up and drive a Ford F-150 now than it was in 2002, that the fuel economy has not outpaced the price of fuel, and it's only going to get worse. Right. It's, it, it's only going to you know get worse there. So people are kind of lulling themselves into believing, oh, gas is cheap. I can drive a big car, and it's not going to cost me as much. It's... You know, just like driving my Honda Accord in 2003, and, and that's really wrong. Just Yes, that is very wrong. In fact, I just found the article. You guys will find the link in the show notes. If you're not following Jalopnik, you're going to get a kick out of this one. Uh, but they yeah. broke it down. So here, on the Ford F-150, right? So in the year 20, 2003, price of gas was a buck fifty six a gallon. had a 25-mile, 25 25-gallon 25 capacity, and it got 16 miles to the gallon. cost $39 to fill up with a 400-mile range. Your cost, uh, your gallons for 100 miles is six, 6.25 gallons, which means you had a cost of $9.75. Per hundred miles. Per hundred miles. Fast forward to 2018, price of gas when they did the thing was two dollars and ninety cents a gallon. Uh, the tank capacity dropped 
two, two gallons to 23 gallons. Your MPG has gone up. 5 miles per gallon to 21. Cost of fill-up, however, is now $66.70. Your range, 483 miles. Your gallons over 100 miles is 4.76, but your cost has gone up to $13.80 a gallon. Per 100 miles. Per 100 miles, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a a sizable increase. It really is. So, quit buying big cars. People are dumb. Well, and it's only going to get worse. Now, yeah. they did go on to, to point out that, hey, gas prices were still pretty uh, pretty cheap in 2002, 2003, and they steadily went up until 2008 where they peaked, and many places in the country were paying five to, you know, $5 a gallon mm-hmm. for gas at the time in, in 2008. But, yeah. but, but so they, did, they did this too on a CRV, and the CRV cost went from 7 to 10 Right, right. It was still and that's on a CRV, and a CRV went from 23 to 28 miles per gallon. That's almost a... Well, not in that one, but the Ford F-150 was almost a 50% increase in yeah. the cost per 100 miles. Yeah, almost a 50. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. So, so anyway, the, let's go buy yeah, F-150s again. Well, the whole point is this is going to catch up to people eventually. Because yeah. I, I think in some of the comments, and you can't read too far into the comments in Jalopnik. It's almost as bad as motoring file. But a couple people were like, here's the, here's the real kicker. Is that people's incomes yep. have not changed that much nope. since 2003? They have In not. In 15 years, we're not making considerable amount more money unless you're in like the top three percent right. of of incomes. Right. Okay. You know, the average Joe like you and me, it's like, no, I'm making about the same money I did in 2003. Yes, yeah, so I'm making almost the exact same money that I was making in 2003. Yep. Yep. So. And so. That's where it comes to bite people in the butt. It's like, no, you can't afford bigger, more expensive. And DB, like you said, you know, hey, my car budget is fifteen thousand dollars. Well, there it is. You know, yeah, you're not going to buy a new Ford F one fifty for that. No, I'm not going to buy a new nor anything for want, that. Nor, nor would you want to. No, the F one fifty is not bad. It's not horrible. Yeah. The new, you know, but, what else? No, it actually is kind of badass since we're talking kind of about trucks. Uh, Fireball Tim got to drive a new Chevy Colorado this week. Yeah, the ZR1 edition. Yeah, dude, it's like murdered out and has a Corvette motor. Yeah, so they're doing they're trying to compete with the Ford Raptor. The Ford Raptor, except it doesn't do the off road part like the Raptor does. The Raptor you can actually take and drive the Baja 1000 with uh, the <coughs> Chevy Colorado, not so much. And are, but, isn't Ford in the plans a, a Ranger, like a Raptor version of a Ranger? They're, coming? they're actually going to bring the Ranger back. I read this a couple months ago, but it's not the same Ranger. They currently sell it in Australia, but they're supposed to be bringing it back to the States, and it's a, it's essentially Chevy Colorado size. So it's like a smaller, smaller version of the F-150, but not as small as the Ranger, which is yeah, really I, too bad because the Ranger was an amazing truck. I had a Ford Ranger for, for I don't know, five or six years and, yeah, and loved a, it. That was a great little truck back in but the yeah, day. Yeah, they're, they're going to have like the SVT version of it. Yeah, something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. But that's forts. We're not talking about forts. Do we have any other mini stuff we wanted to cover? Yeah, I was looking back because, man, it's been oh, so the, long. Oh, the new configurator's up if you guys want to be disappointed by playing with the configurator. I'm sure somebody on a Facebook thread's already complained about that. So, But if you well, want to complain some more, go ahead. I know. I went and spent a little time when I went up and, and, and over there and, and built a couple of cars. And I get it. It's sure a lot easier now to go, all right, screw it. Just give me the signature edition. You have three editions you can choose from. Yep. And nobody except the, the cheapest people out there are going to buy the classic. the classic because right. it comes with absolutely nothing. Right. But hey, so, 
It's an option, and they didn't give it stupid letters like an L-E or L-T or L-S. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I would say if you're new to the brand and you're coming in, it makes complete sense. Sure. You know, I get it. I'm, I'm not going to fault many for that because it makes mm-hmm. sense, but they're definitely not as customizable as they used to be. Sure. And I cry foul on when you look at the press release that many came out and said, hey, we're trying to simplify this. And here's something we discovered, and they literally said this in their press release, was that there were too many um, one-off individual minis out there that were driving the resale values down. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And I went, what? Yeah. I lost my shit on, <laughs> on uh, when we were having a discussion on our Slack channel between yeah. the roof grading. That was, lost. That, that was a couple weeks ago. I do remember Todd went a little nutty. I lost it. And I go, if I had a nickel for every person... But I've known in the last 15 years, driving a Mini, yeah. who says, I want my Mini to be unlike anybody else's. I want it to be individual, like this guy that we talked about that's yes. got the clamp down the side you, of it. And you just need to listen to the Black Roof Radio this weekend, and you'll see what we're so talking many, about. What, what Mini USA is saying is that that is what's driving resale value down, is there's too many individualized you know, Minis that are too uniquely equipped, you know, hmm. instead of... Everybody going, well, what about a used Mini Cooper? Well, they all have sunroofs. They all have this. Right. They all, you but know. I, I don't want a sunroof and I want CarPlay. So how do I get yeah. how do I get a car with no sunroof and CarPlay? Exactly. And I'm like, they made a business decision and they looked, they crunched their bean counters, crunched the numbers on that and said, here's what we're saying. And I still cry foul on that. Um, yeah. I think it kind of sucks, but and basically that means you know what you're going to have three different types of minis out there. That's literally it. They're going to be all equipped the same way. You're just going to be choosing the color and different. Uh, here's how you get CarPlay. So you can add CarPlay still to the car, but you have to get the big, the 8.8 touchscreen nav option. So it's seventeen hundred dollars. Right. To get that. <clears throat> Ouch. Ouch. But I gotta say, the new Solaris Orange. Looks pretty nice. It does. That's a good looking color. It's a really um, nice I, looking color on the F. I'm looking at a F56s right now. Um, just configured it, you know, the with the middle option and signature trim and Apple CarPlay, and it's thirty two grand. There is a new color That's that I can only I can only liken this color to corpse gray. Oh um, yeah, dead flesh gray that I despise. Is it the um, white? Is it the not moonwalk white silver? Not white silver. Melting silver? No, not melting silver. It is. It's the color on the. If you go to motor, yeah, that's melting silver. No, it's not melting silver. It's a. It's not. It's um. It's called a gray, and oh, I can't even think of what. Well, because there's. I'm looking at right now. So there's there's moonwalk, there's white silver, and there's melting silver, and then there's thunder gray, which it's not that because that's the old GP color. There's another one. Hmm. Oh, you can get thunder gray with a white top. Dude. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I just I'm 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 on the color page and I just selected Thunder Gray with a white roof and I'm going, Oh, that's actually kinda good looking. Yeah, no, it I I do like the Thunder Gray and it pisses a lot of GP two owners that um, Yeah. I would be know. I would be mad too, but I mean they spend a lot of time on that color, might as well get their money's worth out of it. Yeah. No, it's the it's this one. Oh, is it the, the emerald gray? Yeah, that's, that's kind of the grand, the new Grandpa Gold. It's not even Grandpa Gold, dude. I can only explain it as corpse <laughs> dead flesh. 
Sorry if you like that color. I think it's awful. I don't think it's bad. I'm looking at it right now. It looks kind of army taupe. green. It, yeah, it's, it's taupe. It's the, new, it's the new Grandpa Gold. Gosh, it's bad. It's the new Grandpa Gold. Come on. I like all the other colors on the mini. I think they're all the other colors are great. Yep, you can get chili red again, which is nice. Electric blue, of course, always fantastic. Yeah, uh, you the can new get chili starlight. Red. The new starlight blue is kind of very indie blue-ish. So it's got that real purpley color to it, you know. Uh, oh, guess what you can't. Guess what you can't do. What can't you, you can't, do? Can't put a JCW exterior kit on. Oh, Cooper even. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Got to buy a JCW. They were Got like it. trying to separate that a little bit. Wow. Okay. Wow, that's too bad. So, you, so they're not letting you do the uh, DIY JCW anymore. JCW on appearance, but still having the regular Cooper stuff. Yeah, that's yep. too bad because that was like a hot ticket. A lot of people were doing that, especially with, uh, especially with the last of the R fifty sixes, which were- is dumb because I, you can still buy the parts that they haven't changed sure. the car enough to where you can buy the parts from twenty fourteen to twenty eighteen. Right. There's four years of parts out there that'll fit. Sure. If you still want to put a JCW exterior kit on this car. Sure. But sure. especially for the, the four door is completely unavailable. Well that's because it's got the extra length because of the extra door. Or the extra shape yeah. from the extra door, yeah. I don't know. This sol- to be able- uh, I'm digging the Solaris orange with the white roof. Maybe I'm gonna have to figure out a way I can spend thirty two thousand dollars on a car next year. Oh my god. Probably not. It's not that bad. And here's something interesting also that I read last week. Edmonds came out and said that the average price of cars in the United States has finally reached a new high. And do you know what that is? Do you want to see a stab at what the average uh, price is? Average price of a car in the United States, I'm going to say is 37, I'm going to say $38,000. You're a little high. It's 32. Oh, it's close though. 32000 <sighs> is the average price of a car. And the average loan, this is the average. Oh, let me guess. Average loan is now up to seven years. 72 months. Wow. Yeah. Six-year loan. Wow. Six years, man. Yeah. That's the average. And then I was talking with... Uh, well, you have to. If you're buying a $32,000 car... Uh, well, most, I was you, talking to go ahead. Uh, somebody who works at a different dealer today. Yeah. And they said, oh, there are dealers who are going out even beyond 84 months now. Wow. Beyond 84 months wow. for a car. And here's here's what happened. That used to be and, and like the realm of like RV pricing, right? Right. Or you, had, or you had a long loan like that because you just dropped a, a buck fifty on an Aston Martin, right? Not because you bought a just a regular old four door sedan. Good grief. Well, eighty four months just in term. That's seven years. That's yeah. a seven year loan. It's <sighs> a long time for for a car. And and I get it though because a lot of times if you're going to spend fifty sixty thousand dollars on it. Yeah. You're not going to be able to the payment unless you go out seven years. Yeah, but you're going to be upside down on that car way quick. Right. If somebody wants to trade that in in two or three years, they're going to be rolling $10,000 of, of negative equity yeah. into the next car. And then they're going to do that to the next car. And I go, what happens when you're not going to be able to do that forever? Right. You know, keep rolling $10,000 each time because eventually you're going to owe twice as much on the vehicle right. as it's worth. Right. Twice. Exactly. Exactly. So I think the bubble's going to burst at some point. Yeah, and that's kind of the issue that I'm going to come across when I go to trade in my car because I did have to roll in some of the loan from my R56 from Bruce into that, um, which worked out because I've got a better deal on my loan than I had with him. So I go, okay, well, this is, this is a good deal for me. Um, so I got to figure out how that's going to work money wise, you know? I got 
a tip for you if you can do this. Um, there's a couple of different things if, you, if your loan allows it. Pay your loan in two payments a month. Yeah, I have heard that trick because if you can like pay your loan. It, yeah. Half of it in two weeks, like half of it every two weeks if they allow you to do that. And sometimes they'll only allow you to do that if you pay the full payment and then you can pay an extra half. Right. So to the point where you scrape up enough money to have a half of an extra payment. And then you only have to do it once, and then you're still making, you know, a payment every two weeks. Right, and that's a real that, way to knock some interest in. That is, uh, I did the math on that because I was actually talking to Scotty again. Um, that's the equivalent of making an extra car payment a year. Yeah, and, and yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how that math works out, but it, that's the way it works out. If you can make a payment every two weeks, not necessarily twice a month, but every two weeks, it works right. out where you're making an extra payment a month. Right, that's you're making twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty six. So you're basically making an extra month payment. So you're making twenty six payments instead of twenty four, which right. would be two a month. Right. Blah blah blah. And then it, it it works out. And that's the way compound interest works. It's a it's a way to knock it down easier. Or yeah. pay an extra five bucks every time, or an extra ten bucks on. Yeah, your which I, which I do. I think I'm paying like an extra. I round it up to like the next ten on my loan. Yeah. And that's what I pay. Yeah. So it's three seventy two. Uh-huh. So I pay three eighty. That's a tip for anybody if you want to keep yourself from having some serious negative equities. Yeah. You know, even if you can do an extra $25, $35 a month, and I don't care if it's a 0% interest loan or a 0.9% interest loan. Yeah. Do whatever you can because eventually you're going to get to the point where you want a new car and you want to get into a, you know, you don't want to roll in five, six, seven thousand $7,000 of negative equity. Right. Because that's bad. Yeah. That's yeah. Bad. Yeah. It's awful. But the Solaris Orange, however, whoo. That's a pretty car. I've seen pictures of this car on Instagram. Somebody was at like one of the oh, press preview days in Spain that I follow on Instagram, and I saw this color and I thought it was just—it's truly stunning. I've seen many of them. I don't know that I've put. I haven't stripes. been to a dealer in forever, so I wouldn't. Yeah, put, I wouldn't put stripes on this car. Not with that color. I think that color is better. Just leave it alone. Yeah, we're trying to figure out. What, we're ordering a JCW. Uh, <laughs> For the dealer to come in and going to trick it out like we do, yeah, and trying to figure out whether to do black roof or white roof and what color stripes to put on it, but yeah, it's a good looking color. Yeah, I like it a lot, very well. Um, what else? I think that's it. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's more that we'll think of, and well, I've gotten to play. Yeah, we're due great. to get Chad on the show, and this is something else I want to remind you guys of. Um, I want you guys to go make sure you're following Detroit Tune on all the social medias because Chad did something pretty damn awesome in the new shop today or this week. He put in a dyno. Yep. So Dino days at, at Detroit Tune. I can not, see him. So, so that means that he's going to be able to do some really cool tuning stuff because he's going to have a dyno right there. So he'll be able to do some tuning. Him and Marzo get some tuning done, throw it on the dyno, do some tweaks, really get your car super dialed in like super dialed in on the dyno plus chad has an alignment rack so if you're gonna going off our track day he can get get your alignment completely squared away the way you want it right for your track day get your camber your toe in all sorted out exactly what we want as much negative or positive camera as you want plus get the tune dialed in perfect for your mini detroit tune one stop tuning shop for all your mini cooper needs just saying just saying Go check it out, DetroitTune.com. And if you're within, you know, four-hour drive of the shop, you, he's your guy anyway for pretty much anything. Oil changes, tires, the whole bit. They do all the things. And they work on other cars that aren't minis, too. So if you're in Detroit and you need a mechanic, you know, Detroit Tuned. Duh. Do it. Um, but I think we're done. 
Yes. Yes, we are due to get Chad back on the show, though. He's been super busy, new dino this week, uh, to get the dragon recap. Um, and when Gabe is done drinking, I don't know, some kind of fruity cocktails in Colorado, we're going to get him back on. And um, as soon as Brian's done traveling the country selling GPS widgets, we'll get him back on as well, and as well do a new episode of Ride Bikes Radio here pretty soon, too. Should be a lot of fun. Um, uh, and I haven't told you guys, but in case anybody hasn't heard... Um, way back in the day, I was used to do a show with Fireball Tim, the Hollywood Car Show. We talked about Hollywood stuff. We talked about cars. Talked talk about cars in Hollywood. Silly antics and other miscellaneous things. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's a great show. We started doing it again. Uh, we don't call it the Hollywood Car Show. We're calling it basically the Fireball Tim podcast. Uh, it's in iTunes. Search for FMVP. We've done five episodes so far. You can also look on my Twitter feed. There's a latest episode will be there as well. I think it's a great show. I have a good time with Tim. Tim's a funny guy. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You should check it out. Please, I'll link it up in the show notes. Be really awesome if you guys would look at it, though, or listen to it. So it's a good show. Yeah, I don't care what anybody says. Um, but we are done for the week. Yes, yes, we yes. are done. So this is the part I want to remind you guys: we can follow White Roof Radio all the places. Although we haven't been very active in all the places, you can still follow us: uh, Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook. Um, but if you need to get a hold of us, you're going to want to email us, and I'll tell you where that email address is in just a minute. But if you have any questions – oh, no, you know what You know what else we didn't talk about? Crap, I'm closing the show, and I didn't even sure. tell you guys about Craven Speed. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. They got a big party kicking up. Uh, so Craven Speed, we love these guys. OG sponsors, Motoring File, and Wire Freight. have been around forever. We like them. They make all the really cool custom stuff for your Mini, for other cars too. Uh, the shorty antenna, the really cool uh, shift, uh, short shift kit, uh, the pulley for the R53, whole bunch of things. They have a new shop as well. They just opened a brand new shop a month or two ago. I don't know, right after the first year, maybe so maybe you know four months ago. Um, they got a new shop. So to kind of help you know break the new shop in, and since it's MTTS, and since MTTS is starting up in their neck of the woods, which is in Portland, Oregon, they are having an MTTS kickoff party on Friday, July 13th at 4 o'clock, 4 to 10. They're going to have a food truck out there, um, all kinds of fun stuff. Kellen will be there. Probably drinking brown booze like a boss. Um, it'll be a good time. And that's at our friends at Craven Speed. And if and if I go to MTTS, I'm going to try really hard to actually go that way. I was thinking about going out towards Texas. I'm not really sure what I want to do because now this Craven Speed party really kind of has me taking a look at going north. So I'm not sure. But this Craven Speed party is going to be off the chain. Uh, yeah, free raffle for Craven Speed swag. Uh, a bunch of people will be there. A, a company called Koi Fusion for food and drinks. Um, and then you can just hang out and check it out and, you know, chat with their guys and see, you know, ask Jeremy how to make a uh, something cool in the 3D printer. Be your ad. Meet all the people. Look at all the red minis. CravenSpeed.com. Go over and check them out. Go check out Craven Speed anyway. Uh, like I said, they have a lot of cool stuff, not just for minis. If you have another car in your garage or in your driveway, they've got other stuff for other cars. A lot of makes and models, not just a short shifter either. A lot of cool stuff. Phone mounts, uh, shift kits, uh, license plate holders so you don't have to drill holes in your bumper, uh, things like that. And plus a whole lot more, even some performance stuff, a really legit looking uh, intake on the F56 and a few other parts. I want you to go check all that out. Even if you don't buy it from Craven Speed, which you should, you know, do it right there on the website and there's a comment form. You can say, hey, thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. You can also get Craven Speed parts from your local tuner of choice. Uh, Chad at Detroit Tune, for example, Jerry at Eurotex, uh, Waylon away over at, down at Wim Motorworks, uh, the boys over on the East Coast, um, 
but I don't remember the name of the shop. Um, all those guys, if you say, hey, I want Craven stuff, no problem. They will get you Craven stuff. And that's just as good as buying it directly from them. That's our friends over at Cravenspeed. Cravenspeed.com, home of the MTTS kickoff party, July 3rd. Friday, the, Friday, July 13th. Mark your calendars. If, if I'm anywhere, I might be there. It'll be, it'll be awesome. It's going to be off the chain. It'll be very cool. Check it out. Anyway, we're, now we're done. Yes, we're done. You done, Todd? I think Todd passed. Yes. Out. No, Todd, still- Todd's having a hard time staying away because you know he, he's dried out. He has not any booze left in his system to keep him going. So now I'm he's- shopping. I'm shopping for coffee makers. Anybody have an espresso coffee maker? I no, I don't have an. You you can't get you can't get the pods anywhere except for from Nespresso. They don't even sell them at Target. See, that's what I'm worried about. It's like I'm afraid. It's you like can't I go can't to Costco and get them. You can't get them at Target. You have to get them from Nespresso. Well, geez, everything I order now is from Amazon. They got to have them on Amazon. I think they have them on Amazon, but I'm not certain. Good lord, Amazon delivers stuff like three hours later for me now. Oh, dude, I can, if Amazon delivers food for me now too. In, in Phoenix, <laughs> they just started that. It's insane. Um, we're not going to talk about that, but we are done. This is the part of the show, gang, where I like to remind you. So if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you have any concerns, of course, I'd like you to click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us, feedback at whiteroofradio.com, or leave us a message on Instagram at whiteroofradio or on Twitter at whiteroofradio. Uh, but until next time, gang, this is DB. I'm done. Cheers. And hopefully next time we get together, I'll be less willing to have